0: Pass Around the Smile is like your go-to friend, the one that lifts you up and backs you to the end. She's there to guide and inspire, challenge and teach, and remind you that your best self isn't out of reach. Self-development, manifestation, self-love and more, it's time to trust the process more than ever before. Welcome to Pass Around the Smile, the podcast. I'm your host, Cleo Massey, and I am so glad you're here. Let the magic begin. I'm so excited to introduce you to the wonderful Bryony Benjamin. To be honest, I actually really struggled writing this intro because how do you articulate in a few sentences someone so amazing, inspiring, strong and clever? I will give it a go. Bryony is a storyteller, content creator, and speaker who has lived her fair share of ups and downs. After beginning her career by completing a commerce finance degree, she quickly ditched the numbers and studied film instead. She then began putting her love, time, and energy into making entertaining content for change-making organizations like World Wildlife Fund and GetUp. She was then quickly snatched up by Mamma Mia as the executive producer for Video. While Bryony was living her best and most busy life, it was rudely interrupted by the dreaded C word, cancer. Throughout her journey fighting cancer, she documented it and created a short video, You Only Get One Life, which quickly went viral and led to a publishing deal. Her book, Life is Tough But So Are You, is absolutely incredible. It was created to help people who have had a massive setback. And this book is also extremely insightful in being able to support those around you who are going through a tough time. Bryony is a shining light and spends her time inspiring audiences through her words and content. I am so honoured to have her on, so let's get into
1: the conversation. Hi, Brian. Hi, Cleo. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. So nice to meet you in person. I know. I
0: feel like I know you. Yeah. I feel
1: a bit the same. (laughs) Yeah. So nice. Spiritual connection. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: No, thank you so much. And I have intro'd you already. So, I mean, my listeners will already know about your book. But I do just want to start by talking about your book and how absolutely incredible it is. Oh, thank you. I've just finished reading it. And I personally, thankfully, at the moment, I am not going through a hard time. But Your book was so insightful for me to be able to be a good support in a different way that I have never kind of learned about to those around me going through a hard time. And of course, then your book is perfect for people going through a hard time.
1: Mm -mm.
0: But yeah, it's just incredible. And I guess I was hoping with this episode to kind of go through your life journey and then we'll kind of pull bits from the book. As we go, because there are so many elements I want to talk about. Like, I loved so much of it. So, yeah, how does that sound? That sounds great. Yeah, looking forward to to chatting about all the things. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I thought, if it's okay with you, we might start off with kind of that time where you were living in Sydney. You were... Executive producer for video at Mamma Mia. You were living your busiest, most successful city girl corporate life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How was that? Like talk us talk us through that. Yeah, look, it was great fun. I mean working at Mamma Mia was it was just a heap of fun. It was, you know, there were about in the Sydney office eighty women, all fabulous. You know, I was really shocked actually before I started working there the comments, people would say, oh gosh, working in an all-female environment, like, Aww. oh God, is it going to be like a pack of, you know, nasty kind of biatches, which was really surprising that that's that was people's just initial response to a big group of women working yeah. together. But my experience couldn't have been more different. It was just full of seriously fun, very clever, switched on women. We'd start every day with a stand-up. So people from all around the company, you know, you'd s- literally stand up in a circle, pitch ideas throw. It was hilarious, oh. like the conversations that were going on. And so the video team that I headed up w- would all be part of that conversation and just the ability to spark different creative ideas every day but be drawing in from all these really clever news brains that are across wow. world events and current affairs and just riffing ideas each day. It just was a like a, a creative brain gym, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, to be in that position where you could just have an idea and as a team sit down and work out how to make it that week. And we made some seriously funny, uh, ridiculous videos, you I know, that went, that went um, really viral out there in the world. And, yeah, it was great fun. Having said that, throughout that whole, I suppose, year, my mm-hmm. first year at Mamma Mia!, I just had this um, tired, exhausted, icky feeling all of the time, mm. and you know, monthly we would do this shoot um, that was a very high octane, high energy video that I would be in. Right. It was like a with and without, so it was like with heels, with stitches. I've seen the
0: video. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so good.
1: very very serious, important <laughs> content, but the audience <laughs> loved it, and I remember always just feeling really sick after one of those shoots. And this went on for months and months and months. And so, yeah, over that period, I kept going back to my GP, Mm. asking, you know, is there something up? Is there something up? And I kept getting told, you know, it basically kept getting put down to stress. And um, But I didn't feel that stressed. I thought this is the least stressful job i've had probably in my adult career having fun this is great um you know and because it was full of women and a lot of them were mums like they were out the door at five there wasn't an expectation to be responding late in the night to emails it was a really great work environment Mm. and so it didn't really add up but i suppose at that time i didn't yet know how to listen to my body and trust my instincts Mm. because if someone's telling you you're fine well suck it up and get on with it. And if it's a
0: doctor, like a position of power, you're like, yeah, whatever you say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And there was no obvious things that we could point it to from the tests that we were doing. So I thought, okay. Uh, You know, and then, of course, they start to ask, well, you know, is it maybe you're depressed? Maybe, you know, like, is it a mental health issue? And I just, I kind of deep down just knew it wasn't. Mm. I knew that that wasn't really, I felt exhausted. And... I wasn't looking forward to much because I remember getting uh, an invite for a girlfriend's wedding, like a really good friend, and that, that should be a joy-filled, exciting thing, right? Mm. And I remember my first first thought being, oh, you know, this is going to take so much energy.
0: Wow, which, okay. which is a sure sign that something's, something's not right. right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, gosh. And then I guess you were kind of then led to the doctor for the – results on a random thursday morning
1: yeah hey? exactly so it was actually my mum was on she was just on my case she's going you know you're having nights where it's, mm, you're not science. yourself you're just exhausted all the time you know and i think gosh mum, mother's intuition they just don't they just know they just don't know. they and my dad's a vet so she kept prodding my dad going anthony you know what could it be what could it be yeah and he sort of had to think about it and they, they sort of surmised that maybe i had lymphoma Right, do they actually... from the okay. night sweats, you know, like night sweats is, I now realise, a red flag. We, we call it a red flag in the medical, you know, yep. community, uh, that it's, you uh, it can be cancer. So I was being told it could be hormonal, but, you know, I was 31. It wasn't like I was going through menopause or any no, so big changes. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly I don't want to alarm anyone listening because sometimes night sweats can just be a hormonal change. But for me it was over a 12-month period, on and off, on and off. And by the end, I was having them night after night after night. Yes. I was waking up, you know, dripping, having to change oh, my pyjamas, change things. my sheets. And yet I realised when I went back to the doctor, she had never really interrogated that much, you know, because my dad ended up actually calling her up and saying, you know, she's having really bad nights. So she said, oh, they're not that severe, are they? My dad sort of said, you know, well, have you actually asked? You know, so mm. I think that's a really good thing to look for in a GP. Someone who's actually yeah just goes that bit deeper, asks yeah. for that history, is really on the case, yeah. you know, because yeah. I think um, I say now GPs are just they're used to seeing the worried well, people who are well but are worried that they're not. Yeah. So, and and for me, I presented well. I looked well. Like I was bubbly, even when I was exhausted, I was bubbly. Yeah. And so I think that they just have this health bias against, you know, sort of against young people too. You yeah. don't you don't jump to the worst case scenario, even if there's been a year of sort of unexplained yeah. issues going on. So yeah, basically, I went um, at my parents' insistence to go and see a specialist, hematologist, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a blood a blood specialist, right. And she was the first person I realised that actually took my pain seriously. I mm. said, look, I'm waking up every night, I'm in sweats, I'm aching. And I remember her just looking at me and saying, oh, so this is actually having a really big impact on your life. And I went, oh, it's sort of like this relief. Like, oh, someone someone understands." Listening. Yeah, Yeah, that this is actually, like, yeah. this isn't normal to be feeling like this. She sent me off for some tests and said, basically, come back. Uh, In a fortnight, and we'll give you the results. And my mum, bless her, flew down from Queensland to be with me. And I was like, Mum, I've got a really big day. We're interviewing Sophie Monk. You know, she's busy. (laughs) I'm busy. I'm really busy (laughs) and important. Uh, And and literally, that's where my head was that morning, you know, racing into the hospital thinking, Oh, another dead end, like blah, blah, blah. And then I'll get into work. How hard, you know, how busy is the traffic going to be? And I sat down in that appointment and the specialist who was the most beautiful woman and so gentle and kind and she just said, so the results are back and I'm really sorry but it is lymphoma, like your parents are worried about. It's a blood cancer. And so what that means is we just need to clear the next six months immediately. And it's just like the biggest, the most surreal moment of your life because you just, you know, cancer is something that happens to other people right you never think it's going to happen to you especially when you're 31 uh, and it feels like life's just sort of beginning taking off it was just a huge huge shock oh my
0: god yeah Mm. I I can't even imagine and so in the kind of initial stages of that shock and overwhelm yeah what helped you
1: yeah so Having mum there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my you God. Know, thank God I, she came I down. know. She just grabbed my hand. I remember we just looked at each other. Mm. I, You know, eyes sort of welling up. But she was so strong mm. the whole way through. Never saw her cry. Mm. Um, and the the specialist gave me some really great advice then and there. And that's something I just come back to all the time. She just said, I don't want you to Google it. I don't want you to think too far ahead. We're not going to talk about treatment today. Mm. We're just going to focus on the next three steps Mm. so that I think is just great life advice when anything is feeling overwhelming and sometimes I say break it down even further just say okay what's one thing I can do right now to make this better yes and it's not going to solve it it's not going to take my cancer away yeah but it will at least give me a manageable step to focus on yeah and take the overwhelm away because you know it's incredibly overwhelming there's nothing more overwhelming than you know, and not just health issues, but like a huge curveball being thrown yeah. at you like that, and so I think that's good. Yeah, just the next step. And um, a beautiful girlfriend who's an illustrator. She lives in Amsterdam. Uh, she said to me some great words that stuck with me in that first week, and she just said, "Some things don't have to be understood, just accepted."
0: Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah. That's so nice. It is.
1: Because, and she could give that advice because she'd been herself through a major sort of mental health breakdown yeah. some years before. You've got to be very careful giving advice. And I, yes. you know, write in the book about just don't give advice. But I think when it's a trusted friend like that yeah. and I was going to her going, this is what's happened. Yeah, you know, she, And I think a nice way sometimes is to say, can I offer up an idea? Yeah, you know, and then you kind of give say, permission oh, Actually, or not. no, I don't want – I just don't want to – I don't need advice right yeah. now or I don't. Um, but that was a really helpful thing because you can just waste so much energy. Mm. You know, I, I could have wasted so much energy in that first week. How did the doctor miss this? Why me? How long has this been going on for? What, what caused this? But you're never going to get answers to any of those questions. No,
0: and it's not going to make you feel any better. No,
1: and also what I've since learned is those kind of thought patterns – All they really do is they release cortisol and adrenal into your body, which just physically exhausts you. Yeah. But keep your body in this kind of fear, kind of alert, fight or flight mode. Yeah. And when your body's, you know, you're dousing your own body basically in this cocktail of hormones and chemicals. Yeah. Um, When you're in that state, sleep is harder. Your immune system can't function. You know, all these things, there's all these flow-on effects. So. Mm. It was a really calming idea. I think that idea of just okay, and and you can use it in so many scenarios in yes, life. You know, even when someone's yes. really disappointed you or let you down, or be it something big or something quite small, you do okay. I don't need to understand this. Actually, I'm just going to accept it.
0: And you're so good at that. Just as you as you're speaking now, and I know you do lots of speaking engagements as well, but also in your book you know you're talking about your cancer journey but also relating your journey to what other people might be going through relative yeah. to them well, yeah. so yeah it can be right? like relationship Cause... breakdowns friendship marriage whatever yeah or like a sickness of another kind a loss of a job anxiety yes. depression so you yes. do so well at like taking the advice that you learned over such a hard journey and being like you can use this
1: too well yeah because I think So many of these scenarios, it's a similar process, right? Yeah. If it's a relationship breakdown or, you know, you've lost your job, like you said, or you're just really struggling with um, depression anxiety, like that acceptance piece is Mm. really helpful no matter what's going on. Like grief, you lost someone that you adore, like, you know, so much energy can be wasted. Oh, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Um, it's not going to change the, the reality. So I think, yeah, the acceptance and the, okay, we'll just breaking it down like that. That can apply to any situation. It's such
0: good advice. Mm. And then you have a really good quote and kind of idea around worrying. Yes. That I love. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, a friend sent this to me at some point during treatment and it just said, worrying is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it gets you nowhere. And it's just so true. It's back to that energy conservation yeah. thing, you know. And we had a beautiful family friend um, and he actually passed away from lymphoma mm-hmm. about 10 years ago. But he used to – he was just so positive and sunny till the end. And he said, look, the, the- my theory is if you worry and, there- and then you find out there wasn't a reason to worry, then you've just wasted all this energy. And if you worry and then you find out there was a reason – you know like actually that was a valid worry but you've then done double the worrying so i love that all so you can do is just yeah. okay i'm just gonna take it bit by bit you yeah. know and i had to apply this actually two weeks ago <laughs> take my own medicine it's yeah. when you when you've written about it and you talk about it you're like oh i gotta, do it. Now I've gotta it. do it myself um but i actually like a lump came up on my breast oh. and so I literally had to go back to the place where I was first scanned, and I oh. thought, "Oh my goodness, how is this Trapping happening?" Because I'm, yeah, currently six months pregnant at the time, and um, and my GP, you know, because I said, oh, "I'm sure it'll be fine," though, and she sort of went, mm. "You know, oh gosh," oh. but I had to just apply this. Okay, well, like, what is the point of me crying and being distraught for the mm. next week until I get the mm. results back? Nothing. I'm just going to take all the joy out of this week. yeah. And so I did. I just kept going, okay, I'm just going to wait. We'll wait until the results are there and then yeah. we'll think about it, you know. And, and luckily it was fine. Yay! Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah, Spoiler. That's amazing. Um, and it's just, you know, a change that's happening <laughs> on okay. my breast from, um,
0: yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah my listeners pregnant. can't see you right now, but you've got <laughs> a beautiful baby bump. I baby do. I do. It's, yeah. It's just, oh, God, it's so exciting.
1: You've got such a beautiful journey ahead of you. Yeah, a, a beautiful and uh, interesting and overwhelming, <laughs> things, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, And so, yeah, God, that worrying thing, just back to the worrying, it reminds me of that quote that's, worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles, it takes away today's peace. Mm.
1: And I oh, like I how that. you
0: said that you Thank just had to keep, like even you know, a couple of weeks ago when you, you mm. found that lump, you had to keep reminding yourself of it yeah, because sometimes yeah. it can be easier said than done. Well
1: totally you know. and it's not like I'm now the expert in all of these things right because I've been through it and done it like I, I actually find I pick up the book from time to time read it and go oh yeah gosh totally forgot about that yeah. oh rest oh yeah you know I'm not yes. actually doing that so in a, in a selfish way I feel like I kind of wrote the book as a guide to just yeah. keep myself on track you know yeah. but it, it's, it's constant repetition and so I yeah. think that's also the thing of being kind to yourself if you do fall off wagon or you do yeah. forget some of these things it's just constant reinforcement yeah. and doing it and you know always trying to get better yeah be it's, better. And it's
0: okay like yeah we've got to stop being so hard on ourselves because totally. i think we all know that kind of experiment and they do it with flowers or trees or water or whatever yes. it's like when you talk kindly it, it literally grows yes and when yes. you don't it can die like yeah. it's awful so yeah. we have to like protect our energy and
1: you'd never speak to you know, a best friend like that. No. Like, imagine. So I I think for most of us, if we spoke to the way we speak to ourselves, if we spoke to a friend like that, you would have no friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And isn't that
0: sad? Yeah. When I'm getting in a little rut of just speaking to myself unkindly and being hard on myself, I will always do an inner child meditation.
1: Oh, beautiful. And
0: just, you know, go back to that little girl in me and look at me when I'm like 10 years old and then immediately I cannot say anything mean to her I'm mm, like what am I mm, doing it's mm, the same person yeah it's crazy yeah gorgeous. Oh. yeah so you've just been given the news and you've you know got this beautiful advice from your doctor to kind of you know just a step mm. at a time
1: yeah then what then what yeah well it was I mean initially I remember just writing out a list of my most favorite people on the planet who I wanted to let know before you know, they just heard on the grapevine because mm. it's and so as the person going through it, you're sort of thinking, how do I, how do I gently give this information, you know, mm. to the people that love me, starting with my sisters, who were both one was overseas, one was far away, and um, yeah, so that I wouldn't recommend it, but it's certainly a good way to crystallize who matters and what matters, yeah. very quickly, yeah, and so yeah, and then and then I think you know, Mum and I from that first night, we just sort of thought, okay, well here we are, I've, you know, I'm accepting that this is happening. I'm not going to try and understand it. I've accepted it. Now if we've got to do it anyway, let's just um, see how lightly we can kind of go through this, you know, because wow. I think yeah, it's in any of these scenarios it's easy to be swallowed into the void a bit. Mm-hmm. And so trying to strike that balance when you're going through a crisis of any sort, not, not – um, <clears throat> suppressing how you feel because mm. that was a big learning for me early on. I think I've always been naturally a positive, optimistic person and I just thought initially I could just fight this with, you know, be captain positivity yeah. and just, <laughs> you know, get an A-plus in cancer and I was just going <laughs> to smash this and that was that was going fine for me until, you know, three weeks into chemo my hair started falling mm. out and that's just, it's just really difficult and tough and i think trying to pretend it's not is just not helpful
0: no and do more harm than good really it's like steps into that toxic positivity realm completely
1: and so i was definitely doing a bit of the toxic positivity and i went and saw this psychologist at the hospital and she just said like i just want you to know you don't have to like any of this you can just hate this whole journey if you want and i thought oh my gosh that feels heavy (laughs) and terrible advice so this woman doesn't know what she's talking about left in tears like i was out of there and um but you know, I realized later what that conversation allowed for was just released a pressure valve. It's like, it's okay. You can just, you know.
0: You're allowed to be angry or upset yeah, or you're cry all Sit on the couch yeah. and cry
1: all day if you want, but set a time limit on, okay, yes. at the end of the day, I'm getting off though, or, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, so you're just giving yourself those those guidelines so that you can, yeah, flow through it because otherwise it's either going to be, you know, you're forcing this kind Mm. of positivity or you're like being dragged into the void. You've sort of just got to find that balancing point in the middle.
0: Yeah. And you found that journaling really helped Mm. you kind of find that balance. Is that right?
1: It did. So once again, that beautiful friend from Amsterdam, she sent me. She's amazing. She is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to the friend in Amsterdam. (laughs) Yeah. And well, I really have her to thank for writing the book in the first place because she sent me a book called The Artist's Way, if you haven't done it can't recommend it more highly. Mm -hmm. It's about reconnecting with your creative self. But I would just call it reconnecting with yourself. And it's 12 weeks. And I had 12 weeks of chemo, so there was some nice nice. synergy in that. But as part of it, you do the morning pages every morning, which is like first thing when you get up, just journaling, brain dump, three pages Mm. out. And the idea is that it's really, well, I found it, really therapeutic i didn't realize till after that journaling during traumatic or difficult times is actually an incredibly powerful tool i just sort of stumbled across it by accident because well i think my friend knew but yes (laughs) um but it helps you process you know and make sense of what's going on yeah and it also over time just gives you clarity about you know so i had a lot of like thinking and dreaming time during that time yeah what do i want to do next with my time on earth what's you know, because there's a lot to work through. And particularly for me, it got the most difficult when chemo finished, in a way, emotionally.
0: Oh, okay, I, yeah. when you're
1: in it, you've got, like, set, you know, you've got a a set laundry list of what you're doing and appointments and a schedule. You're right. quite busy, actually, just getting through the doing of yeah. the cancer. And then it finishes, and you feel awful, and you're totally depleted, and you don't have any strength, but you don't know how long it's going to take, and no one can really tell you how long it's going to be till you feel better. Yeah how long is too long to take off, or should I get straight back into work? And for me, that's when I really struggled the most. Yeah, wow. But realising that everyone feels like that, actually, I reached out to some other women that had been through it, and they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, of course. Like, that's totally normal. And realising that was normal, then I felt fine, yeah. you know? So but I guess
0: there is this, like, societal expectation mm. or pressure that, you know, whether it's cancer or another crisis that anyone's going through mm. – to get back on track, again get back to, on track, yeah, yeah, like yeah. get your life back to normal. But is it really ever going to be the same
1: again? Yeah, like- and I, I wasted a lot of energy initially trying to just force myself back into that. Yeah, what I had been doing before, and I'm still this, you know, fun, positive, bubbly, like party girl. And I can, and I just kept exhausting myself. Right. And something that I loved, I was watching Michelle Obama's documentary um, uh, that went with her book. Was it called Becoming? Oh yeah, yeah. yep. And there was this gorgeous moment. She was sitting with a group of young girls and one said to her, so you've just had eight years in the White House um, and now you're leaving and you're going back out into the world. How do you get your life back on track? And she said, what track? Mm. There is no track. Mm-hmm. It's just all new now. It's a new path and it's different and it takes time to figure out what that track is and what that looks like. And that resonated with me so much because yeah. I was trying to get back on the track, not realising that, Actually, it was a a new track now, and that was okay. That felt really scary to begin with. But to allow yourself that time and be gentle with yourself and know okay, it's it's okay. It's going to take time to figure out what this next chapter looks like. How refreshing. That is really
0: refreshing, what Michelle Obama said. And I guess it goes back to that thing of acceptance as well because you're now accepting that things have changed and that's okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I guess it can happen with, you know, negative things, but also positive things. Like, you know, at the moment you're pregnant and you're going to have a baby and life is going to change. Yes, yes. And it's okay that it's going to be different. So even in a positive
1: aspect, Mm, but... mm. Got yeah, to just... and going in with, like, different expectations. You know, a girlfriend said to me the other day, she's like, my best bit of advice, she's got four children <laughs> under, like, seven or something, Ugh. and she said is just not to strive for anything during yeah. this time. Like, just live in it. Yeah. And just get through the days, you know. Just be. Don't try and uh, excel and smash mm. everything and, you know, which A-type personalities you kind got yes. kick into. And I thought that was great. It's like, yeah, it'll just be what it is yeah. and just having that acceptance of it. Another thing someone said to me the other day is, you know, if you haven't slept all night and you wake up and you're exhausted, rather than fretting about, oh, the day's going to be a write-off because I haven't slept. And it's just going, okay, this is just what today is. So that's just that acceptance piece Yeah. again.
0: This has okay. come up so naturally here, but being bendy, be more tree. Yeah, be more tree. Yeah, is yes. a in your book. Yeah. So tell us about being more tree because I laughed when I read be more tree and I was like, I'm so
1: excited to see how this yeah, is. Yeah, And I loved it and
0: I've written it down. Oh, and gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah, tell us about that.
1: Well, I loved this. This was a, a, a beautiful mentor of mine and he was talking about the most difficult Difficult times in his life, he's like, I take inspiration. You look up at the trees, you know, which I it has been one of the biggest takeaways from his whole experience for me. Is just like we, we go searching for for magic in life. It is all around us, and yes. it's called. Nature, yeah, you know, and you actually, if you stop and look and take it in, you can be completely absorbed by it. And it, you know, we know the science of it is clear. Even just looking at um, greenery, even if it's actually on a screen, even if it's not real, you know, it calms the nervous system. It is just, it is good for us. You know, it's 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 what we were always meant to sort of be immersed in. But look up at the trees and in, in a windy, you know, in a storm, what do they do? They're swaying and they're moving. They're not just rigidly standing there yeah. going, oh, stop blowing at me and stop, you know. And so his, the, the the concept I took away from it was to be a bit bendy when times are challenging, when it feels like there's a gale blowing. It's just that like you've just got to sway with it. you just got to go with it. Um, otherwise, you'll snap, you know, yeah. in half. Yeah.
0: And I love when you said too that it reminds us that we don't bloom all year all yeah. year round. Yeah. And it's so nice because we don't and that's okay. Yeah. Like that quote uh the moon reminds us that you are still whole no matter what phase you're in.
1: Yeah, It's like we are yes. still
0: whole. We are still ourselves. We're still doing well. We're still moving forward if you're resting or if you're having a bad day yeah. or if you, you know.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's such a nice – I loved that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's something that I've just uh, – I, I love, like, visual metaphors like that because it's something when you are feeling a bit frazzled you can just, mm. you know, tune yeah. back into. But I think – um It's just the best thing on any day when you're feeling a bit frazzled anyway. It's like just find a way to get into nature, even if that is just like literally watching some ants crawling along the ground. Like whatever's near, you you know, you don't need to be in a rainforest. Yeah. Go down to the beach or put your um, feet in the water. Just something to sort of ground you and just remind yourself for a minute. You know, even like at night. I find, you know, going outside and looking up at the stars. Stars.
0: I still don't believe that stars are real. Like, when I'm looking up, I'm like, how are you real? You're a pretty little twinkling thing in the sky. Like, this is incredible.
1: I know. It just puts it all back into kind of perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: And then circling back a little bit to the journaling. Yes. I remember this part from your book where you said that speaking aloud, your kind of worries or concerns or anger, as well as journaling it out, Mm. kind of like took the severity of that emotion away a little bit. And I agree with that. So, yeah, do you still kind of practice that?
1: I do. I don't journal as much as I would like, yeah. but I am trying to actually my word for this year, because I always just pick just a word for the year. And this year it's just right. Because I find that sometimes I have to write to think, you know, it just calms mm. me. It's like quite meditative. Yeah. But I think there's something also about when you put pen to paper. I don't know why. But you cannot lie. Like, it's really hard. You can sort of tell yourself all manner of things in your mind. You yeah. know, oh, it's fine. I do know. Yeah. Da, da, da. When it comes to writing it down, yeah. like, I find this particularly true of relationships. I was in a pretty rocky relationship at the time. And when the pen hits the paper, the truth just kind of comes out. Yeah. And so it's, you know, over time, the idea, because the idea as well with the morning pages is I think in the book, it guides you to sort of just write for 10 weeks mm. and don't go back and read them. But yeah. then go back and start to...
0: And this is your journal?
1: Sorry, this was in the artist way, oh, the original book. Oh, this is in the artist's way. Yeah, oh, I got yeah. you. Because
0: you also, though, you have a journal version of your book. I do Which now. you've just yeah. given to me and I'm so excited. But that, it's, it is, it's so powerful to yeah. journal it out.
1: It is. And I think sometimes, though, people find journaling a bit intimidating or they don't Mm. know where to start. Like Mm. people said to me, I love the idea of it, but like the idea of opening up a blank book. And so that's why I created the journal. I was like, this is the journal I would have loved to have had at the beginning Yes, that was actually just guided you through. And it guides you through the steps that are actually in the book, but, you know, giving you space to be angry and just have a rage page. (laughs) You can just get it all out, you know, Um, a brain dump page, like what are all the things coming up, you know, Mm. gratitude sections, but then just spaces for you just to write but with something to prompt you along. So, yeah, that's yeah.
0: so, so good. Because, yeah, I do get a lot of my community as well saying to me, like, I don't know where to start. Yeah, And also a lot of them saying, oh, I don't want to write anything negative because then I don't want it to, like, you know, manifest. And I'm like, totally. no, you've totally. got to let mm. those frustrations out. You've got to let it all go. It's Completely. like a weight lifted off yeah. your shoulders.
1: Well, I loved what Julia Cameron, who wrote The Artist Way, she said it. are journaling is like spiritual windshield wipers. And she's like, you can whinge and moan and whatever. Yeah. It doesn't, these are just thoughts that are passing through. It doesn't mean that this is with inside you. In fact, it's just about actually getting that dark cloud of thoughts out of your head and putting them on the page. Yes. Because, yeah, like we were saying, once they're out there and you've written them down, sometimes you look at it on the page and you're like, oh, why was I so worried about that?
0: Yes. Or it makes them almost feel a
1: bit trivial. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, is that it? Yes. Okay, that's fine. We can manage that.
0: Which is, like, so powerful because so often we'll grab a little thought and then we'll assume the worst and we'll make it bigger and bigger and bigger in our head. Yeah. All of a sudden we're so anxious we've made up this whole story mm. in our mind mm. that is completely false. But then, yeah, when you write it down, you're like,
1: what? Yeah. And the only caveat I would give it with journaling mm. is that if you find you are just writing the same thing over and over and over day after day, that can actually become unhelpful and a bit yeah. unhealthy. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, let yourself go for a week or two or something. Yeah. But if you find it's the same theme over and over and over, mm. well, then that might be a good indication to you that maybe I need a bit of professional help here to talk this thing yes. through with someone. Because yeah. I am in a rut with this. Yeah. And actually, like I had a girlfriend, same thing, and she was quite anxious in temperament. But she just said, like, I'm just I'm, – I'm writing – pages and pages and pages mm. and pages on this one thing and I was like okay well maybe I would stop now yeah actually and go and have a chat with someone about it which she mm. did and that and that was yeah so I would say get it all out write it all down but just notice the themes if you were just really obsessing on the one thing yeah. like okay maybe journaling's now not helpful yes yep, yeah yeah
0: I agree with that Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And you had, I'm going to read this out, because you had a little quote that you said in your book that you put on your mirror, I believe. Oh, yes. On your board. And it was after you'd been told that you were free of cancer, but I know your journey became, you know, quite Mm. overwhelming and hard after that. And you said, you were going to get through this and you were going to come back brighter and shinier and stronger and wiser and more gorgeous than ever before. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so was this during the cancer or was this after So this was after, yeah. This and, was after, And this yeah. is where I'd moved back to Sydney. Actually, all my housemates had moved out, so I was living with new people I didn't know, all my neighbours, because mm-hmm. I lived at three houses in a row where all friends had all moved oh. out just in that year. Oh, okay. And it just felt like everyone had moved on with their lives and I was sort of way behind mm. where I'd started... I was exhausted. I was trying to start work a few days a week. I was just so tired and felt quite hopeless, I mm. think. And which is just also exhaustion, right? you mm. sort of uh, and not not knowing as well how long it's going to take because no one can tell you. Oh, don't worry, in 6 weeks you'll be feeling great. It's a bit, you know, like and and that sort of then began to manifest as chronic fatigue, which lasted for about 4 years actually. Oh, wow. And so okay. that in many ways was emotionally far more challenging. Than the cancer, mm. because there's no end date on it. At least in cancer, you've got a treatment plan. You know when yeah. it's going to finish, right? Whereas this was like, well, you might have this for the rest of your life. Oh goodness, Great. that is demoralizing. Yeah. Uh, and so I did. I wrote that little mantra out. I had it beside my bed, and I just read it every night and read it every morning. And I didn't. I don't think I really believed it at the time, but I had to just pretend that I believed it.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, slowly but surely. Uh, you know, I started to feel better. I mean, I've tried so, so many things. That's yeah. a whole other podcast episode yeah. over the years, recovering from chronic fatigue. But um, the last, yeah, the last year and a half, I've been feeling back to my usual self. And that, oh. that's like, you know, that would be, yeah, it was five years since diagnosis and I was feeling pretty rotten for a few years leading up to that. So... It can, wow. it can happen and, yeah. and, and that's just one other thing I'll say on the acceptance piece mm. because where I think sometimes the only th- warning on acceptance is with the chronic fatigue side of things, like I had accepted that this is how I was feeling and how mm. I could always feel. But you've got to be careful in a way to not shut ah. down the pathway to getting back to healthy, right? right? Because if you're then, okay, accept that I'll always feel like this. Well, there's no, there's no pathway now. To then you're not going to be open to possibilities. Yeah. So you, it's that thing where you've actually just got to hold. Once again, my gorgeous GP friend, she Nikki, she just said you can hold on to two truths at once.
0: Oh, I that. Love you
1: that. might have yeah. this forever and you might make a full recovery. You know, because if you're too wedded to either camp, you're continually demoralized when you don't get better. Yes. Or you're, oh gosh, sitting in that, I'm never going to get better. I'm always going to feel this awful. So that yeah, is such again, the balance.
0: good advice. Like, that is so good. Mm. I just feel like that is going to help so many people. And you also, um, I think it may have been your friend who wrote this section in the book, mm. but it was around you don't have to be healthy to be happy as yes. well. And that kind of mindset. Yeah.
1: So my best friend, the GP, this is her older sister, who'd oh, been yeah. dealing with really horrendous chronic fatigue since she was about 21. Yeah. So for well over 10, 15 years now. And so she was one of the first people I turned to um, because I knew, of everyone I knew, um, whilst it wasn't cancer, I knew in terms of a health crisis, Mm. she'd had to develop some hardcore resilience and some mindsets and ways of managing. Yeah. And so she actually put together a few beautiful ideas in a little book and sent them to me. And then so when I was writing the book, I asked her to contribute that as a chapter, which was really lovely. And. Yeah, that was a real – just, you know, one of those ideas that hits you and just really connects at that time. You don't have to be healthy to be happy because the reality when you're in chronic fatigue or you're in cancer treatment, Mm. well, you don't have control over that Mm. component of your body right now. But actually that idea that you can divorce the mental and the physical Mm. was really kind of revolutionary to me. They don't have to sit at the same level. I can still – contribute i can still have beautiful conversations i can still be a great sister i can you know i can still leave people feeling better when they've been in my company even though physically i'm not feeling
0: great i have shivers (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, wow yeah it's so powerful dictate it yeah yeah and it really i guess it also i think for people who aren't going through a health crisis at the moment too. It does just also put things into perspective, which is really nice because I know personally sometimes I find myself in such a negative rut for no good reason. Yeah, I'm Like, come on, Cleo, yeah. this is silly, you know, journal it out. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, really silly. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it really does. And it is that thing about,
1: you know, focusing on the state that we are in. So mm. often, like, we just get carried away and suddenly we're in this foul mood and, and actually... Thinking about, you know, what are the? I, I heard this thing recently. Uh, this amazing man called Simon Reynolds. He was like the advertising guy of like the the ninety eighties and nineties, and mm. he's his incredible. Sold his like advertising agency for like half a billion dollars. And so Aussie guy. Oh wow! Has just moved back to Australia from LA some years ago. But he was he studies like the mindsets of elite athletes and elite mm. performers, and so he's a lot of really interesting information. But one of his things was actually how often do we um focus on putting ourselves in an optimal state right and what uh and his advice was think about the three conditions that are the three words that for you put you in your best self in your best state and so you know for me for example it's it's when i am optimistic Mm -hmm. it's when i'm well slept um, and when I can get up and journal and have that little bit of time and space in the morning, mm. that puts me in my best state. But, you know, I think often we don't think, well, what, yeah, what for me puts me in my best state in the, yeah. the day? And he said, actually, elite performers, they're checking in on that on an hourly basis, wow. you know? Yeah. Okay? Am I in my best state right now? What could I do to change that? What, you know?
0: That repetition, that checking in. Yeah. 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 And
1: adjusting as needs fit rather than just like, oh, I'm in a funk. I'm in a... And because
0: it can be comfortable to stay in that funk. Mm. Like it can be so comfortable to have a whinge, have a gossip, have a, you know, whatever, woe is me on the couch
1: for a day or a week or a
0: month. Yes. And it's like, yeah, it is easier to stay there, but it also doesn't feel very nice at all.
1: No. And it's ultimately not taking you forward and no. it's a choice and you can choose to, you know, sometimes you just do need to be in that state and yeah. you can allow yourself to do that. But recognizing that, yeah, it's probably, once again, you know, time frame. Time and yeah. Balance. yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Mm. And so you are now living on the Gold Coast. I am. You are speaking at all sorts of different events and seminars and workplaces you are pregnant as we've mentioned like where where are you now where's your head at how are you feeling yeah well
1: you know it's funny about I think you know when I think back to two three years ago just feeling exhausted depleted quite hopeless to be honest um Mm. you know which sounds grim but you know I, I always tried to maintain forward momentum and positivity but you just I couldn't see a You know, I'd just gone through an awful breakup and Mm -hmm. you just think, will will this ever feel better? You know, will, will this get easier? And also on that thing, you know, of just feeling like, you know, especially I think, you know, for women, you've come out after a breakup particularly and you just think, oh, gosh, will I ever find someone? And then focusing on what, you know, was really important to me, what was purposeful. And for me that's it's always been about the environment and climate but you know the cancer experience really brought me back to it how can I use my time purposefully mm. to make impact and that led me into work that um through which I met my my now partner Oh
0: my god yeah. I love this stuff.
1: We met it's very cute we met on World Environment Day oh, <laughs> at a climate fundraiser and I just met him I remember just walking into him and just thinking where have you been my whole life? Oh, like that was just an like instant, immediately. Immediately. Wow. My heart just kind of and when we went on our first date, like a year later, because oh, we worked to we then okay. ended up working together for a year. Okay. And he said the same on our first date. He's like, When I first met you, my heart just skipped a beat. I was like, I felt exactly oh the same. And and so it's funny that, yeah, I think sometimes that there, there's this, I've just got to tell you this one, like, Chinese proverb. because oh, it's, please. I, have, I love this I have stuff. lived by this this last few years. And it's of a Chinese, like, farmer and his son, right? Yeah. And they've got this horse. And it's their greatest possession, their only asset. Yeah. One day the horse runs away. Mm. And everyone says to them, oh, my gosh, that's such bad luck. Like, that's your everything. Mm. And the dad says, oh, good luck, bad luck, who knows? And the next day the horse comes back. And... It brings with it another 20 wild brumbies from up the hill, you know. And so then the, yeah. the paddock is full of all these horses. And everyone says, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky. That's unbelievable. He goes, oh, good luck, bad luck. Who knows? And the next day the son gets on one of the horses and one of them gets a scare from the other horses and he falls off and he breaks his leg. And Everyone mm. says, oh, my gosh, that's such bad luck. He goes, oh, good luck, bad luck, who knows? And the next day, um, like a war has broken out and generals come through the village and they take all the able-bodied men and take them off to fight in the war and you know ah, so then the sun okay. can't go yeah but just this idea that actually um we don't know where things are unfolding often and going and like so going through uh, you know this horrendous breakup that i was like this is the worst thing mm. and actually it was the greatest gift of all time because oh. it led me to finding the most beautiful like man oh. i've ever met my past around the one- smile community are oh. going to go off on this story oh. like it is literally like I, I wake up every day so grateful that, oh, thank goodness I went through that. Yes. But at the time, you can't see it necessarily. No, and you
0: never can. No. And, like, always looking back, everything makes sense, and it's so nice to feel that, like, supported because yeah. you're like, oh, the universe or whoever you believe, yeah. in, there was a plan. Yeah, there was a plan. And I was supported, yeah. and it all worked out how it needed to. It did. And what's that code as well? It kind of relates to your story. Um, you never know what worse luck your bad luck saved you from yeah. is that
1: right oh, does that sound i've right? not heard you it, never but... know
0: what yeah what worse luck your bad luck saved you yes. from. so say if we are in a situation and we force it or whatever yeah and then it might end to worse luck but if the bad luck happens and it ends and it's really sad but then you meet your partner or yes you get exactly. the money or whatever it exactly. is. exactly
1: and yeah. it's um actually reminds me of a dalai lama quote where he says sometimes not getting what you want is an incredible stroke of good luck. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've just um, released a podcast on like signs and coincidences and someone asked me like what happens when – I don't get my sign that I'm asking for. And I said, like, well, I think that that's a sign in itself. And yeah, it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing that yeah. you're not getting that sign. Yeah. It could mean that there are just so many more, like, you're thinking too small. Yeah. There are so many more opportunities Absolutely. for you, Like, open up, let your and guard down. And knowing that
1: abundance and, like, the universe is actually just full of limitless possibilities. Yes. It really is. And so I suppose to tie up that that point about the good luck, bad luck, who knows, is just it's... When you're in a really difficult time, and if anyone listening right now just feels like they're really in the thick of it right now, whatever's Mm. going on, it's like you've just got to keep scanning for the good, expecting that good things will happen, you know, and just keep programming your mind to be looking for that because if you are only looking for the bad, guess what? You find it, and you find it everywhere. Yeah. But if you keep looking for the good and scanning for the good, like... It's like, you know, when you go to, they say, um, you might be looking for a car and you want a red yes. car and suddenly you see red cars everywhere yes. where you never saw them yep. before. It's the exact same thing. If you're scanning it for is. the good, you see it and you do it's find it. It's literally,
0: yeah, it's like the, it's the law of attraction working. Yeah. And what I love about mm. the law of attraction is it says so much science that backs looking for good and mm. finding good and mm. looking for bad and finding
1: bad. Yeah. Like, there's so much yeah. science
0: that backs it. Yeah, totally. And on those days where we are losing hope and we're thinking, oh, I can't you know think positive and create my positive reality because yeah. you're feeling crap well science actually says you can Well
1: absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah you look at placebo effects. Yes. you look at um and and just one like other thing I'd love to just share with your yes, listeners please. is because this changed my life last year I did this 3-day yeah. course it was called the lightning process mm. and it was all about neural um, pathways basically <laughs> and it was to help with my chronic fatigue Yeah and I kid you not In three days, the chronic fatigue just up and left my body. It was insane. And it was all of that. It was scanning for the good. And so literally in terms of your symptoms and how you're feeling, I wasn't allowed to come in and be like, oh, my neck's hurting. I've got brain fog. It was like, okay, what's gone really well in the last 24 hours? And just getting programming you just to be thinking about what went well. Yes. Because when you've been sick for a long time as well or you've been really anxious for a long time or, you know, it can be – it feels like it's part of you and it's in you.
0: Yes, it's and it's attached to you. Yeah, yeah, and it's part
1: of your identity. Yeah. And you fixate on that. Well, if you're fixating on just, oh, my God, my neck's hurting, my neck's hurting, my neck's hurting, yeah. you're just firing up all the pathways that are just thinking about that. Yeah. You're not thinking about, oh, actually, for 80% of yesterday, my neck didn't hurt and I yes. felt great. So anyway, if anyone's dealing with like a chronic yeah. Issue or like you know even just stress worry overwhelm yeah. anxiety the lightning process it is the lightning amazing. process okay
0: great we can yeah. put a link to in the yes. show notes as well and I like I love that too and you can bring it down to quite a simple way of doing it too and I think you chat about this in your book where instead of I have to exercise. I get to exercise, yes. or I have to go to work. I get to go to work. Yes. Like, start changing your vocabulary.
1: Words are just so powerful. Yeah. I mean, it was another thing they taught me in the lightning process was just changing the language of "I'm stressed" yeah. to "I'm doing stress," oh, or okay. "I'm yeah. anxious." Because you know, I hear and I hear young women saying it all the time. Yeah, I'm it's highly very anxious. Used I'm very down. anxious. Yeah. I'm an anxious person. That makes it in you. That's something you can't change. Yeah. But it's not in you. It's yeah. a it's a state that you're feeling right mm-hmm. now. So what I love about and it sounds a bit weird at first, getting used to it, but I'm doing anxiety, mm. is it's like a choice now. I'm opting in. I'm actually choosing to do an- yeah. anxiety. Um And and for me, it was really helpful with like oh, I'm exhausted because that's in me, right? I was like, yeah. oh, I'm doing exhaustion.
0: Doing exhaustion just for a little I'm bit. I'm just doing a bit of fatigue. It'll pass through. Yeah. Doing a do-
1: little doing dabbling in yeah, fatigue. I'm doing today. a bit of brain fog. <laughs> and it is like it's just wild how much it just takes it out of you and it suddenly just puts it over here away from you yeah. and it's like okay that's actually separate. a passing thing yeah. it's not in me and yeah. i don't want to opt into that not your today. problem
0: anymore yeah See ya. yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah it was life changing oh yeah
0: i i know that you're a speaker always like this is your job but like yeah like of course you are I can just listen to you talk like I just want to stay here oh that's so, that's so lovely that's so lovely oh no you're Im- you're amazing you're so inspiring and insightful and educating I think that is the difference with you is you educate in this really light and gentle way oh that's, that's so inspiring beautiful. That's really so beautiful is
1: so well it's so nice for me I think to you know turn something's been really difficult into something that's helpful for other people. Mm. Like it's just the ultimate, you know, I get the most beautiful messages from people all around the world that are just going through the most difficult things, be it, Mm. you know, having lost someone, like a lost, you know, a partner, uh, um, dealing with immense grief and just to hear them say, this idea is really helping me today. Mm. It's just the greatest feeling. So feeling. yeah, it, work, it works yeah. both ways. It's yeah.
0: So tell my listeners where they can find you and your book and everything.
1: Yeah. So I I spend way too much time on the gram on the Instagram. <laughs> so it's Bryony Benjamin, Briony Benjamin B R I O N Y Benjamin. Otherwise, yeah, uh, my book is available anywhere you can get books. Really. Yeah, online I think I got or... it at
0: Big W. Did I get it? Yeah, Big, Big W. w? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kmart, Target, I think they've all got it. So How good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How good. And I'll put all those links in the show notes as Amazing. well. Amazing. But thank you so much. It's been oh, such a fun conversation. It's been
1: so fun. I feel like we've um we could chat for hours. Me but too. I feel like we've known each other for a really long time. <laughs> so yeah. it's really nice. So thank you for your yeah just gorgeous warmth oh, and energy wow. and you're beautiful such a beautiful interviewer like oh so my seamless. god just thank you. i was so nervous for today
0: oh, What? I, I knew that as soon as you walked in i would be fine because i knew that you're such a lovely beautiful person but i'm i i do not know i'm just still you oh. know working through limiting beliefs self-doubt all of that oh, being stuff. a woman
1: sometimes yeah. and i was just yeah. say channel you average mediocre white guy yeah. you know <laughs> literally i need to do that more yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh thank you bryany thanks for having me